Welcome back to the Infinite Life Podcast. This week we are going to be with Megan again as we communicate with two female spirits who have crossed over after I crossed them and then Harry comes in at the end to round it up with some lessons. Now I will let you know that the main part of this session is talking with one female spirit. She's come in with another female spirit and the second spirit doesn't wish to talk because they have a very similar cause of death, very similar kind of a kind of a history and they are actually tied to each other in terms of there are some commonalities. These are both spirits that I crossed over in Brisbane and both of these are searchable in the archives of Queensland Historical Papers but I'm not going to reveal who they are until the book comes out because we want to just appreciate the message that comes through for the message that came through. I want to let you know that the second spirit, she is an older spirit in comparison to the first spirit. So this does involve the death of a a young girl and a death of a medium-aged lady. And they both were victims of assault, battery, and one was raped. So they both had very, very, very traumatic deaths and neither crossed over. And they've come through today jointly to share the message about themselves. So there are bits and pieces that are difficult in the beginning of the session to separate because if you have one spirit who's not willing to talk because they want somebody else to explain the message then it takes a little while to separate them. You know, this is different from a normal mediumship session where we are connected with dad or mum or whoever. We know who they are. We know their personality. We know their identity. We know their story. This is two spirits who are volunteering to come forward, pass on a message to humanity. And they have no personal connection to me that I know of at this stage, but I have helped them. And so they're trying to return the favour, I guess, in some kind of a way to pass on the message about what it's like for somebody who chooses not to cross at the time of death because of the traumatic circumstances of their death. So it's a very interesting episode today and I don't think there are any trigger warnings necessary. So just, I guess, enjoy is never the word, is it? Especially with these, but I hope you find this episode interesting. Thank you.
Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? Oh, better now, thanks. Good, good. How's your day been? Oh, I went to get some groceries and I had a funny feeling and I was like, I think there's some ghosties here. And I had <laughs> three earthbound spirits, six cats, a lower thought, lower realm entity, and a dark force entity attached to me in the parking lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is very exciting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I feel sick. I it bet. was just like, Whoosh. yeah, I was like all in my heart and my stomach and the side and I was like oh so anyway they're all gone now but yeah that wasn't fun six cats was interesting yeah <laughs> that is really weird <laughs> yeah you they they probably know that you like cats so they're like yeah, we'll just we'll just go home with her <laughs> oh it's this little it's this shopping center where they're I used to see, before I got Max, I used to see a lot of little stray cats. So I'm figuring they died and just hung around. Yeah, it was just, yeah, all of a sudden I thought, hmm. Because I always thought it was like a shady, the supermarket was a bit, but it's my local and so I never uh, had any troubles before today, but because today I was curious. <laughs> And I was like, oh, they were dashed. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, how how are you? Um yeah. I did look over your list and quite a few of them I was just initially drawn to, but the one that I believe is gonna come through for sure is Miriam. Mm, yep. I kept hearing the name Mary all day and I was like, but there wasn't a Mary on her list. So it could be that a Mary comes through, but when I used my pendulum to see if Miriam was going to come through, it kept swinging. Yes. For Miriam to come through. So I don't know um, if it's going to be two or if, I was just hearing Mary for Miriam, or if that maybe was a nickname or something. Yeah, it might be. I'm just looking at my notes. I, it might be uh, a nickname because uh, what you're listed on, on your grave as being isn't necessarily what people called you. Hey. Yeah, I'm. I feel like it's the same because I was oh. thinking, okay, maybe Mary is the one that you have as Madam. But when I asked the pendulum, it it was not saying yes. So it kept going nuts instead. So I did yeah, Actually, if it is this Miriam, I've got written down in my notes that she was known by three three names. Miriam, Mari, and Mary, M-A-R-I-E. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so that makes sense why I was hearing Mary all day. Like it just... I kept hearing Mary randomly popping in my head. So that makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. She's got a very, if it's her, she's got a very story to tell. Oh, that makes sense then because I've already picked up on 
when I was clearing my mind and tuning in after I confirmed that Mary Miriam was going to come in trigger warning I just immediately thought of rape yeah she was raped and murdered okay so that confirms it that is definitely who we're talking about um yep the other thing the only other thing I picked up on quickly just doing my initial was she did make me feel a very tight very tight on my throat and I didn't ask her what that meant that was just my initial reaction was that she gave me a, a tight feeling on my throat I would say that intuitively I feel like she was choked maybe that's not the only thing that happened to her but I do feel like she was abused and choked well, she had some nasty things happen to her that day. So, yeah, it's going to be a rough one. I'm sorry. That's but, okay. uh, yeah, I talked about her in the Women Lighting the Way speech that I did recently. And I'm very keen to to learn about her experience of me crossing her over. And, yeah, so anyway, we will just see who comes through and see what she has to say. All right. All right. So she's presenting herself to me in a way that makes me feel like she she was younger in age, not like a child, but just still had a lot of living to do is how she's making me feel. She's also making me feel like She's making me feel like she was a very pretty lady. She's yeah. a very pretty younger lady. She's making me feel like she, for the most part, had a decent life until this experience she's making me feel like she didn't really want for anything oh She's making me feel like she came from money. Okay. Like she's making uh, me, she's making me feel like maybe not like extreme wealth, but she's just making me feel like she didn't struggle before a lot, like in her past. Okay. So there's, Is there some crossing? There's a number of people that I crossed over at the same spot who could match this description. Um, So what I would want to know is, could she tell me the location that I crossed her over? 
what kind of a venue what kind of a location was it It feels like a cemetery or a park. I'm seeing like an outside area with a fence around it. Just a little side note here. What she's talking about is the Bogo Road Jail and it is fenced with the jail in the middle and it has a lot of park benches and grasslands, like a park around it. And then across the road is a cemetery. So she's spot on with that. Okay. Right. So if it was going to be Miriam, then I crossed her over in a pub, which overlooked a parklands but I also visited her grave in the cemetery but she would have been crossed over at the pub and she would have died near the pub if that's her the one that had that was the one that was raped uh, had a had a husband in jail so if that resonates with her then that's her if it, she wasn't married then it's not her it's another person yeah it doesn't feel right yeah, okay. All right. Um, at that same location, there was a young girl who uh, was the publican's daughter, and she was very young. To be a publican at the time, that come from a publican's family at the time, when she was alive, she would have been, had access to money. Outside area with fence. What's this one's name? The Republican's oh. daughter? Publican. Publican as in the pub, you know, where you go to drink beer? Okay. The one who the one who was the publican's daughter. Oh god, no, I can't find her name. Selena May. But she drowned, which they might be coming in together. Yeah, um, maybe we need to, to ask them to step, step aside and come through one at a time. I'm just looking through my records of other places that have crossed people over. There's another one, sorry. There's been quite a lot of females with a lot of tragic passes. <laughs> um there's one that I there's one that I crossed over who was also raped. But her name would be Ivy. She was very young. And I crossed her over outside a historical site. And if it's her, she first tried to grab my attention in a particular way and if, if it's her then she will know which particular way she tried to grab my attention was it your throat yeah so i just want to let you know here that this was ivy and i 
became aware of ivy because one evening I was driving my kids past the Boggo Road jail down towards, I think it was debating, and everything was normal. I had forgotten to protect myself energetically as I drove past the South Brisbane Cemetery and as we were going, it was like about two seconds past the cemetery is the Boggo Road Jail and literally I was driving the car and then suddenly I just gasped for air. This energy actually attacked my throat and the kids were like, Mom, Mum, are you okay? And I was just like struggling to breathe and then I regained my composure and we kept driving. But I knew at that time that, you know, I had been uh, attacked by somebody at Boggo Road Jail. So it was then after that that I then went back to the jail another day to find who needed crossing over. Because it's a desperate attempt for help. That's what them attacking you is absolutely desperate in the need for help. Okay, I'm thinking it's her. Because she keeps going to my throat. Yeah. And it's po- it's possible that because Miriam and her obviously have that connection, that Miriam is also, like, coming in with her. I'm not really feeling Selena May, but I would say yeah. that Miriam and Ivy were initially wanting to communicate together. So I'm going to ask them to separate and we'll focus on one for now. And then if the other one wants to come in, we can talk to them after we talked to one originally. I'm going to yeah. say we're going to, we're going to talk to Ivy first. Yeah, um, just so She's the one who came for money. Okay. I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm feeling like she's the one that wants to talk right now because she's the yeah. one that's bringing forth the information. Yeah. So she, she's making me feel like her death was very, It was just very out of nowhere, very unexpected. She was taken completely by surprise. And it was very terrifying. Obviously, that's, she's just making me feel like my nervous system is reacting right now. Like I'm shaking a little bit. She does keep squeezing on like my throat keeps tightening so I'm thinking there was definitely and with your experience with that too there definitely had to be some trauma to her throat it does feel like there was a lot of physical abuse it would I would not be surprised if she died from like a bludgeoning or something like that because it if not she was just severely beaten is how it just feels very I just feel like her whole body is just hurting, bruised and cut. And just all of her just seems, just seems so battered. Mm -hmm. 
I'm feeling like I'm feeling like she was like like I said she was a young lady. I don't feel like she was married. She may have been, but okay. I feel like she might have been seeing someone, but I don't feel like she was married. She is making, she's just walking me through. She's making me feel like there was a lot of pressure on her to be, to be perfect. <laughs> she's making me feel like she was under a lot of pressure to um, just like uphold family values is how I feel. She had a, a lot of expectations were put on her. She is making me feel like there was definitely some distance emotionally between her, like between her and her parents. Mm -hmm. She's making me feel like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of love and affection and that kind of stuff. She's making me feel like when she was, it just feels like she was attacked. I don't feel like she knew the attacker. It did take her by surprise. It was like, a, it was just, a, it was like the assailant like caught her off guard is how I feel. It does feel like it happened at night outside I'm just seeing like dark streets is how it's she's appearing it to me like just dark streets dark alleyways I'm feeling like she was out later than she normally would have been. And I feel like there was, she didn't want to go home is how I'm feeling. I feel like there was maybe some kind of argument or something with her and her parents. Like they were, it wasn't anything serious, but it was just enough to where she needed to cool off. And so she just didn't want to go home. And that this was when that happened. And... When she passed, she blamed herself because she felt she felt like it was such a trivial thing to just not want to go home. And then this happened. Oh. Is all of this resonating? Okay.
there was a lot of religious shame and regret about crossing over as well. She's making me feel like because of the rape, she felt like she, she was not pure. And she oh, had okay. this um, fear of what would happen if she were to cross over. Oh. And she just said, she's making me feel like she just felt so unclean. Like she just felt so dirty. Oh. And then that, that shame and that fear also then turned into anger. She started to feel so angry and so resentful that her life was taken from her before she really got a chance to live. Uh -huh. And so those emotions is what kept her, what's what kept her here for so long. There's also disappointment. She's making me feel like she's like her, she always had this reoccurring feeling of her parents being disappointed in her and her not being able to please them. And so when this happened, she also felt like she had let them down as well. She says that she went to her funeral. Mm -hmm. She said that she left when her mom cried. She said that she just couldn't bear it. Where did she go to then? Because where I crossed over is a very long way away from where she lived. So what I'm interested in knowing is how she found me twice. Was that just through the telepathic thing? Because, or did she hang around where her murderer was jailed? That's the dynamic that I'm trying to understand here is why was she, why did I cross her over at the location that I did?
might not even know where she was when I crossed her over, to be honest. I'm just trying to understand the dynamics of being in yeah. the bound spirit. The only thing that I'm feeling is just a really tightness in my chest. She's not really showing me anything. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of the things, and I know she can hear you talking to me, so one of the things that I'm trying to understand, so I'm addressing her now, is that, um, and she may not even have realised this, but when I came across her, she was in a location where her murderer got hung. So I'm interested in the dynamics and understanding the spiritual world, how she was an earthbound spirit, yet her murderer also became an earthbound spirit, even though he was hung for her crime, for the crime of killing her, he didn't cross over. And so when I found them both, they were together. It's as though there was some kind of cord or etheric cord or something that was holding them together because of the crime. That's what I was really curious about. If she, with hindsight now that she has crossed and has access to spiritual knowledge, if she understands the dynamics of that, if she's able to provide us any insight or even if she was aware that that she was even in that location near where her murderer was actually hung for her death. So she's making me feel like at the time she wasn't fully aware of where she was and what she was doing that she's making me feel like she was just wandering just wandering Mm -hmm. from place to place almost it made it's it makes me feel like it's um like flashes I'm here flashes I'm here flashes I'm here and it was lots of different places that she was connected to but specifically the line that I'm seeing that is in connection to him is an anger thread. Okay. And that, that, that makes sense with her telling me that there was that anger that she was feeling after the shame and after the guilt and after the resentment, like she, she was then focusing on that turn to anger. So that would make sense. That's where she was towards that phase of her earthbound journey. If mm-hmm. I don't know how to, her earthbound time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like that was, yeah, it was a anger thread that kept her linked to him because of just that deep rooted rage. Yep. Um, but it also doesn't feel like at the time of being earthbound, she wasn't really aware that that's what it was. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah, it's interesting. Thank you. And just curious as to her impressions of the crossing over process. What did she see? What did she experience? And what were her life lessons? Why did she have to have that experience? So she's initially making me feel like she was surprised by you because, like I said, she was being ruled by this by this hatred and by this anger at that time. But she's making me feel like 
when I guess when she when you guys encountered she felt tremendous love and understanding from you and it was like like it was almost like she made me feel like it was like a slap in the face because she hadn't experienced that in so long so Mm -hmm. it was almost like it like a splash of water to her face is how yeah like a splash of water because it was almost like an anger it seems like it, it it's like an anger dream like an anger days that got her delirious and confused and then boom she gets splashed with this water of compassion and love and she's saying it's just because it's just because you understand how this works more than most people would so you understand like she's not like evil she's not doing it to actually try to hurt you she's just confused and it's you just like your soul knew how to respond is how she's making me feel it's just even if you didn't exactly know how to respond at first it's like your aura your energy just knew what to do and so it's it woke her up And she's just making me feel like you, like it was, you can probably confirm if this is what happened, but she's making me feel like you actually empathized with her. Like you actually like, like held space for her and let her relive what she needed to and let go of what she needed to. And she just, she was able to release all of that from, from all of what happened to her. And she's just making me feel like it was very just surreal, very comforting. And it just, she's making me feel like it was like waking up from a long dream. She's making me feel like, I don't know if you called on someone, but she's making me feel like angels greeted her. And that is what let her know, like she could definitely go to the other side and not be shamed, not be judged, that their presence alone was so uplifting and loving that she decided it was, that she was ready. Mm -hmm. And then she's just making me see white light, just Mm -hmm. white light. And then just this feeling of being light it's just like she's lighter and lighter and just letting go of everything it's very moving just the feeling of love and just gratitude and acceptance and peace it's just it's very overwhelming and very moving for sure her lessons here were anger 
she had a lot of resentment and a lot of anger towards her parents, towards her siblings. I feel like she was one of, at least one of the oldest. I feel like there's some younger siblings that she was jealous and caused some resentment and anger there. Angry at herself for messing up, for not being perfect, for not meeting the expectations of everyone around her. I feel like, yeah, a lot of the lessons that she was meant to learn were around anger and learning to let go of that anger. Let go of it, but also voice it. I feel like she held a lot of it in. She didn't express herself. She didn't speak how she felt. She just let people tell her how to feel. So it's also about vocalizing that and expressing that before it festers and before it turns into anger. And that is expression too is deeply in there as well. Expressing yourself, being authentic, saying how you feel, doing what you want, doing what's best for you and not what's best for everyone else. So it's ironic that she was choked. <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to laugh, Ivy, but it's like she tried to choke me to get my attention and then she was choked herself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That ties all in with the throat chakra and all of that. It's a beautiful circle for sure. And is there anything that she wants to tell us about healing or what she's been doing since? It's been about two two months in human time so in heaven time could be centuries (laughs) she says that she works with people and helps them find their voice okay beautiful and she's chosen that as a guiding role instead of reincarnating for the moment is that right both she's doing both mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay yeah it's just uh both oh, sorry, both. i feel like she's guiding more of her in other incarnations at the moment uh, uh guiding other incarnations okay but not but i do feel like that's not the only thing that she's doing she's guiding others as well but i feel like predominantly it's her other incarnations that she's guiding. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, the reason why I ask for that is because obviously one of the things that we struggle with as humans is we think that time is linear mm-hmm. and we think that you have to finish, you do one reincarnation and then you go up and get healing and then the next, then you come down. And it doesn't work like that at all. It's like no. simultaneously and you don't wait for one to come back. And so yeah. I just wanted to write that down in her story that, that you can do multiple things at once for your mm-hmm. soul. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely yeah. validating that 
she can actively be her healed higher self as a guide and guide all of her incarnations at the same time. And that's her purpose is to guide. It feels like it is more feminine energy. She's guiding more feminine energy to be expressive and to step into their truth and be authentic and say how they feel and, and say no. And definitely in, in that realm, it does feel like she's a feminine guide of that nature. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. Does she have anything else to say before she sees whether Miriam wants to come in or is she done? We do appreciate that she actually stepped forward to chat to us. She doesn't really have anything else to say. She just wants to acknowledge both of us for doing this work and for using our voice. And she wants to encourage us to keep doing that and to keep empowering others to do the same. Okay, great. Thank you. I was trying to see if Miriam wants to come in. And she's here, but she's like making me feel right now that it's hard to explain it she's making me feel like she's okay with ivy telling her story oh okay that's fair enough if ivy wants to tell yeah it's there's like some resistance there okay she did neither of them have to it's just if they want to they can and if they don't, I'm sure there's somebody else who wants to come through. But there's a commonality between. It's a commonality. Let me see. Sorry, I'm just looking here. Oh, uh, yeah, there's what the commonality is that. And the reason why they seem to have come together, which is also interesting, is that Miriam's husband was incarcerated the same place as ivy's murderer okay so there's that interesting thread of attachment between them even if they don't aren't aware of it she's not giving me anything yeah that's all right we'll just say thanks and um wish you well miriam that's fine that's fine, the Miriam. The feeling I'm getting is that their lessons are very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the feeling that I'm getting. But yeah. she's not wanting to give me details on it. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Is there anyone else that wants to come through that is willing to come through today, whether we have them on the list or not? Harry's coming through. <laughs> hey, Harry. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's doing like this. He's like, like good job. <laughs> he's just here for emotional support. <laughs> All right. Can you ask Harry a question for me? Sure. Can you ask him about my experience today that when I was in the Green Slopes Mall and I felt a sensation and I was curious about it and then 
I forgot to energetically protect myself. I just had this curious human moment where I went, oh, this feels a bit creepy down here. It always has. I wonder if there's a ghost here. And then suddenly I had all those beings attached to me and I didn't even, it was like a split second thought of interest and then bang. And I didn't get time to do a visualisation and energetic protection. Can you ask him? Is it just something that I've got to learn to deal with that because I'm open and active to helping beings of all forms, both the lower realms and the earthbound spirits and everything like that, to cross over that I've just got to take one for the team every now and then with attachments? Or does he have, like, I can't, um, I might be have to, but it's if I have to consciously protect myself every time I walk out the door to make sure that I don't get attached to, then every time I think about a ghost, then, you know, I'm doing that visualisation 24-7, so to speak. So does he have any advice about the mechanics of protecting oneself from painful attachments? So he's saying he's saying it's like a door, and he's saying most of the time your door's wide open. He is recommending that you just before you go and put yourself out there if you're not expecting to interact if your intention is not to interact that you set the intention to protect yourself protect your space protect your energy and not allow anything in because when the doors open you're open to whatever wants to come in he is making me feel like your third eye is very open it's very open and he's saying that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need, if you don't want anything to attach or to connect, you have to set that intention before you put yourself out there. Because yeah. he's he's making me feel like you are like a beacon. So you're like opening the door and you're like, hey guys, come on in. <laughs> and the ones that, that want to come in, they're going to. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yep, okay. Yeah, because it just seems like as soon as I hear, as soon as I turn on the TV and I hear about somebody that's been murdered or killed or whatever, bang, they're here. It's like it's split second. Like I don't even have time to think and bang. Um, yeah, he's making me feel like it. you are like a beacon, like your energy calls out to them because, one, like they know that you can help them. And two, you do have this presence that is, it's life, and they're drawn to that. Even if some of them are confused and don't know why they're drawn to you, they're still drawn to you. So you, you do have to protect yourself and set the intention. He's showing me my symbol for connection. I do the closed and open sign like that you see above okay. like a door or something. So when I'm willing to be open, I imagine that open. You put the shingle out. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. When I'm not open, I do my closed. So every now and then something's still gonna, some can still creep in if I'm not, if I'm not doing it actively, I'm not reestablishing my boundaries, but for the most part, it works for me. And so he showed me that reference, the open and close sign. So that's something you can try. It's a lot quicker. It doesn't take as much effort. And he does want me to remind you that it's your energy. You have control. 
you get, it, it doesn't, you don't have to go through all of these steps and stuff to protect yourself, what your energy needs, what you'll allow. Simply state it, state the intention, and that's enough. Okay. And um, one of the things that I noticed is that um, <laughs> I can be just sitting at my desk and I'm not open for business, but Harry will come in the room with somebody because, like, the cat will come and the cat has a certain way of just looking at me, like, very quietly. <laughs> and, I, and I know it's Harry's here, okay, and then I know it's a child. So then I'm, I'm not necessarily open for business, but he comes. Is that because they're urgent cases? What's the deal there with the children that he brings in? He says that he will patiently wait with the children. He said that you will know if it's urgent and it oh, can't okay. wait. Okay. Uh, but he said that if he shows up and it's not the time just to tell him, come back later. Okay. Because, see, for me, what happens is if he comes or any of them come, the cat's not going to rest or leave me alone until that that spirit is crossed over. So I'm like, oh, just, just, just do it now for the cat's sake. But all right, no worries. Yeah, because it's this sense that I have, because I can't just can't bear the thought of there ever being an earthbound spirit. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, as a parent, I'm like, if they have to wait one more second, I couldn't. I just I couldn't bear it if it was my child. So yeah, it's interesting to note that he's that these cases don't seem to feel urgent to him. And yeah, because. Sometimes some of the spirits that I cross over that aren't related to him bringing them in, they feel like they're being chased. They say the words like this morning, the words were satanic and clearly there was either satanic rituals being happening in that car park and there was a DFE that attached to me. So obviously the earthbound spirits were running away from the DFE dark force entity and then they all came at once i took them all uh, so in, in that kind of case i feel like it is urgent if they've got a dfe running after them in my mind i see him running but then i feel like time is of the essence but i don't know whether from the spiritual world sense, it is even urgent. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand how the how time works when you're a an earthbound spirit and for the mental, physical, spiritual well being of the being that hasn't crossed over. Mm. Like when you're talking about human time. Does the difference between you going, oh, there's not enough time, I can't do it right now, and coming back later, does that make a difference to their well-being? Are you doing, say, yeah. the difference between when somebody's dying and you can get their ambulance and they come three minutes versus 30 seconds is the difference between life and death. So when yeah. it comes to a soul that's wandering, I've heard different approaches from people, which is, oh, don't worry about it come back tomorrow it doesn't matter that they're still going to be wandering tomorrow but i'm like yeah but it's 
for me, it feels like every second makes a difference of the impact of the level of trauma to the soul. But I, I don't know if that's real or not. He's making me feel like he's making me feel like to them, time doesn't really exist. It's almost like it everything stops. Yeah. So he's making me feel like like it really doesn't make a difference. Okay. Because it's all it's also like everything that they're experiencing, all of the trauma the lessons and stuff they're experiencing it all at once too so whenever they find you and whenever you cross them over it's it doesn't there's no time lapse I don't, it's hard to explain uh, okay, but it's it's, it's, it's yeah. all happening at once anyways there's just yep. it's kind of yeah okay does uh, that make yep. sense it's hard to put it into words but that's how he's making me it feel yeah, it is hard to put into words because we are in a time-bound construct. For us, if we had a, a living, breathing child at the door hungry, we wouldn't close the door and go, no, see you at 6 a.m. We can just sit out there all night in the cold. But you know, with the earthbound spirits, it's because they don't experience time. It's mm. Clearly, it's not the same. So right. anyway, that, that's, just, yeah, that's just for mm. me to understand yeah. it. It's that guilt, that hearing guilt context of. Uh, that's exactly what it is. And he's telling me, like, that's why this line of work is part of your purpose, because you do have such a big heart and you want to help everyone. But you have to make sure that you're full, too. And you have to make sure that you're not pouring from an empty cup. You have to make sure that you're healthy, you're where you need to be. And that you're taking care of yourself so that you can be fully energized to help people, to help earthbounds, to help the ones who really need it. And that means just establishing your own boundaries, your own time when it's okay to work and when it's okay to rest. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. 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 He said that you'll work out all you'll work out all the kinks is how he's making me feel. You'll work yeah. it all out. I know. I know. It's just yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it, it's hard because we have a servant's heart. We want to serve. We want to serve spirit. And that's why we're here. But we have to serve ourselves too, because we're spirit too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. He's so sweet. I just love his energy. <laughs> he is lovely. All right. I'm assuming that's it for today. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. That's it. I don't feel anyone else trying to come through. All right. Good. Thank you, my dear.